would always play the first two levels and then come the surf level and it just fucked you up. And even if they, you have, you think the game's easier with a, with a teammate? Nope, because you can hit each other by accident. <laughs> you could punch each other off the screen by accident. It's almost worse having someone else. <laughs> I want to take us on a little side quest. Goku's one of the greatest anime heroes of all time. He's badass. He's awesome. Dude, hands down, Final Fantasy VII wins every day. How could you not love the Mario Brothers movie? Robocop kicks everyone else's ass. And that's why Superman sucks. Oh, the Velociraptors kick ass in Jurassic Park every single day. Yep, went out a bit of a rant there, huh? Welcome back, everybody, to the SciQuest Podcast. This is Eric once again. Happy Friday. It is still December 2021. This year is almost coming to a close. And this week, we got a couple of fun main quests coming at you. We're going to talk about some VR. Is it still around? Do people still care about it? Uh, What are we watching? We haven't checked in in a while to see what we're watching behind the scenes. I know we've talked Hawkeye a little bit in the recent past, but... There's a lot of shows and movies out there. And then last but not least, I want to know what our greatest gaming achievements are in life. So, without further ado, let's start with our first main quest of the evening. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. I want to know VR, right? It kind of came quickly. Oculus and the Hive and the PSVR and all that bullshit. Um, I just want to know, guys, is this is this device ever going to be at like the forefront of gaming is it ever going to be exciting and something that people feel the need to pick up and not just be like a party trick so justin i'm going to toss this one over to you first what are your thoughts on vr you know is it ever going to be exciting just just where are we at with vr in your mind i think that the technology is close to being there but they it needs it needs to grow a little bit more and need to be a little bit more mainstream but when you think about like the vr technology that's gone on throughout video game history and you talk about virtual boy (laughs) we were doing vr back in 1994 and where the hell did that go i bet you can get one of those on ebay for like six bucks (laughs) with a virtue of tennis I don't think. Oh yeah, all that red lines. I know Jeff had the Virtual Boy. I remember it very vividly. Jeff, what are your thoughts on VR in general? I know you own an Oculus Rift, like the second edition. I own the first edition, but have you picked it up in a while? Is it something you still play? Yeah, I mean, VR is super cool, and you know, if you read up on it, the technology just keeps getting better and better. The biggest problem is. For me to hook it up, I have to be by my computer, I have to unplug my display port, put an HDMI cable in so it can go to my monitor so I can see what that... It just takes forever to get the thing set up. Um, it's better now that the, the camera's on it, you don't have to put the stupid sensors up. But that cord is still is what's holding it back. It's literally the cord is holding the damn thing back. And once they can Bluetooth it, because uh, I know they do have, like, the Quest, you know, but that just can't, like, the bigger games like the Vader and all that, you can't run that well on the Quest. You need to have the power of your PC to 
you know, dish out the bigger games, not the little gimmicky stuff. And until they cut the cable, it's just going to kind of sit stagnant. I mean, I like to play it, but again, it's got to be by my computer. If I'm in the city, I don't have much room by my computer. And I got I get this whole hassle of just getting it set up. If you could just put the damn thing on your head and play, um, it'll definitely be in a much better spot. Yeah, it's... I feel like, I mean, back when it was kind of first introduced, and I remember picking it up years ago, back in maybe like 2017, and it was cool. Like, it was fun. It, it was an experience. It was fun to have friends over and, like, have people do it one at a time to kind of show them almost like a party trick. Like, hey, come and look at this. I'll be honest. I It's been sitting in the underneath the basement steps in the closet for a good five months so far. This is, like, the last time I booted it up. And... I still every once in a while will check the Oculus um, like main store on the on the PC, and I just I every time I go to the store, it's like the same exact games that I was playing four or five years ago now are still out there. Like it's it's there's nothing that is drawing me back to it, and it's a bit of a shame because it is cool technology. But like Justin, could you see yourself actually playing like? halo in vr and having it be an exciting you know more than like let's say 25 30 minutes of gameplay one day yes i do think that that can be a thing is that day today no i just maybe it's just because i'm fucking lazy and out of shape but i feel like (laughs) the problem is how long is it going to take you to set up you just are dreading bringing it up getting the cables laid out getting the sensors (laughs) up That's the part. If it was just if it was just a pair of goggles on your table, and you could just put it on and have the full, you could play it right off your PC the way you pick up. It's literally the way you pick up an Xbox controller. I think that's when it changes because it is cool. And also the the Oculus, you got to move on from the Oculus. Facebook is fucking it up now. They're doing that weird, creepy meta thing where Zuckerberg (laughs) looks like a robot, Um, some lizard thing. Yeah. Uh, and you got to look more at Steam because Steam is developing one. It's going to be Bluetooth, and Steam is the platform for for games to be developed on it. So, I think once the Steam one comes out, plus the power of you know Steam and its developers and its modders, and also having a cord cut, uh, that's when I think it'll be again in a better spot. But not until then. Yeah. Well, I just, and I just think back to like Beat Saber and shit, like after a round or two, like I'm sweating my ass off. Like I'm again, not in that great a shape, but still it's like after a while, it's almost like when the Wii came out originally, it's like, man, I'm actually getting a workout. And then we like found ways to just sit on the fucking couch and like swing the controller <laughs> around. Um, oh, yeah, nothing's going to beat out just grabbing your controller, laying on your couch and playing on the TV. I mean, <clears throat> Nintendo's slowly gotten away from the whole stupid, motion control thing i mean the wii u i hated that system so much (laughs) primarily because of zelda skyward sword was an amazing game and i just hate i'm like oh god now i gotta stand up i gotta move my thing around like a sword it's like i don't want to do that right now for a game like that sure there's like mario or wii bowl and all that that was great and that's you know but some games i don't want to be moving around doing shit and there's just something to be said about just throwing in an RPG, getting on your couch, booting it up, and just going to town. Yeah. 
Well, I want to start us with our first side quest here. What do we think is like, let's, let's picture ourselves 10 years from now. Um, and there's technology or like holograms or shit like that. Like what is, what is that next step past VR? Like the thing I envision is having, you know, like, I don't know, a square space in your room. It's like completely dark and, you know, these holographic projection type images. Basically, you're standing in the middle of a video game. So like you personally, you don't need a headset. You don't need anything else. You're just like in this environment and it goes where you go and like, you know, whatever type of game you're playing. Like it just turns your room into like a video game, so to speak. So like I want to know from you guys, like what do you guys think that next step is? Like, yeah, console gaming is cool and like VR is cool, but like... What's that next technology feat that you feel like is going to be uh, make gaming more futuristic than it is right now? Jeff, I'm going to toss that one over to you. Yeah, just uh, augmented reality. Yeah. Where that's, yeah, that's the one. And once they can, I mean, they have it. It's just it's expensive and it's not like easy to get set up. But if you've seen it, it's it's fucking awesome yeah so they'll get there i mean they did it with vr when we were kids it was like looking at a tv screen you get dizzy and sick and now look at it yeah just so a, that would be cool so how would the ar work would it be like you have goggles on or glasses or just like contact lenses yeah, it's just gonna be glasses yeah like kind of like google glass which was kind of that and then people were like, well, this is weird. This guy's just standing here talking to me at a bar. And he's just <laughs> recording the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what the pushback was. So I think augmented just like, okay, you're going to sit there. I mean, even like a card game, you could play magic, put on the glasses and like the cards move and dragons come. I mean, that's where it's really going to kind of come out. You could sit and still play your console. You just throw on the glasses and it does extra stuff around the TV and next to you and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. A lot of cool things they could do with augmented reality. That'd be cool. Justin, what are you thinking, Mr. Future Boy over there? Oh, Future Man, Future Boy. <laughs> no, uh, Jeff's absolutely right. Augmented reality is going to be the next phase of everything that happens with like technology advancing the way that we operate day-to-day -day life. I mean, they have augmented reality where you don't have to paint or wallpaper or design a room anymore. You just pop that bad boy down and it just presents the room itself around you. You can have exposed brick. You can have 1950s pink wallpaper with bunny rabbits. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it, it changes the reality that we physically interact with. And I think that gaming will um i think that that's the direction it's going to go and i love the idea of there being like you said eric like just a, like a dedicated gaming room where yeah. you just step into it and it's just midnight black and boom all of a sudden you're in black mirror yeah yeah, that'd be awesome. And I, I'm just thinking how cool it would be like when we all get together at your place, Justin, next weekend or tomorrow, I should say. Um, and like, just imagine if there was like some AR thing where we all start in the basement. And there's five of us, and we're trying to get like to the to the top floor, and we gotta like defeat bad guys and open up treasure chests and get golds and rubies. That'd be so Ooh. sweet. Little. Uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite rare element, Eric? Oh God. 
Um, some uh, some kind of uh, like bluish uh, thing that glows. Um, I have no fucking clue. Unobtainium from Avatar. How about that? There we go. All right, that counts. <laughs> How about you? What's your favorite rare element? I always liked emeralds. Oh, okay. Very partial good. to and don't own one, so they are unobtainium to my. Uh, uh, bank account, but <laughs> one day I will have a big ass emerald, and I'll walk around and be like, "Guys, where's your emeralds at?" Shit, yeah. here's mine. God, just imagine, Jeff. I like your idea of like the AR stuff because it's like, just imagine waking up in your house and like you earn achievements by just like, "Hey, you brush your teeth," <laughs> and you walk over in your closet. There's just this glowing thing, and it's like you open the chest, and it's like, "Hey, you got fifty coins. You can build and buy shit and." God, that'd be as long as they're not fucking ads everywhere. Which oh yeah, <laughs> just then, no oh my god! Can just... you can you imagine with with that <laughs> scenario that Eric just posed, and then you go into your closet and it's none of your clothes. It's like here's your J Crew suggested outfit for today for seventy nine ninety nine. Oh, god. like now let's get let's get the Coles jeans and H and M T shirt on and let's rock. Yeah, hold on. I can't go down the steps. I need to finish this ad real quick. It's blocking. Oh my gosh! It's physically blocking me from doing anything. Yeah, I. <laughs> Jeff, you brought up a point. Mark Zuckerberg creating the metaverse. Like, I'm pretty sure he just like got super shit faced and watched like Ready Player One, and he was probably like texting all of his C level people like, "We gotta do it. How can we make this a reality? Metaverse. We all gotta go there. Let's do it's it." I mean, they're like under investigation. <laughs> yeah. Facebook is a really shitty company, and so this is the way to get people now to talk about some weird meta thing and not actually yeah. focus on the shitty stuff that mm. Facebook is doing with all your information. God, and to think in some parallel universe, MySpace won, and Facebook was just a blip in the universe. You know, like just Mark came, he was your friend, and then he's gone forever. Now MySpace like took over the world. Like, what would that world look like? I think that dude, uh, compared to like Zuckerberg, the last I heard, Tom from MySpace, I think he just like made a shit ton of shit ton of money. So I think he sold the company or he closed it down, and then he's just like off living his dream world. Like he's just like taking pictures, traveling the world, like making friends. Like he's just like he's not in any uh, you know like social circles at all. He's just like came, saw, made a shit ton of money, retired, and is like not bothering anybody. You know, he's just like a decent human being. Man, we're stuck with Lizard Man. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Well, um, yeah, we'll see what the life is like here in the next 10 years or so. And it's probably my, realistically, it's just like more consoles and like one extra cool, you know, like video game card that's going to go in there. And, you know, your TV is now going to be 16K instead of four. Uh, and that's probably about it. But AR would be really badass. I would love that. So speaking of, I want to move into our next main quest here. I haven't checked in with you guys in a while of what we are watching. I know we tend to rifle through a lot of different shows and movies and just... It's always nice to catch up with you guys and find out, like, what's the latest? What do you recommend to our listeners? What should they avoid? So... Justin, I'm going to toss this one over to you first. What's uh, what's on your playlist right now? It's, I mean, it's the time of the year. It's the season with the reason. So all things Christmas. What we kind of do is we put on office Christmas episodes and 
Frasier Christmas episodes and Parks and Rec Christmas episodes and just go through like TV and just like revisit a lot of those holiday episodes. Uh, we just finished off watching Columbo, um, which is exciting. Actually, it's kind of a great detective show, like the way that they set it up and the way that they pay up and pay down. Um, but the, the one thing that, and I, we discussed this at the Fleet Machines party, uh, at least to a little bit, but we watched 8-Bit Christmas. I don't know if you guys checked that new movie oh, out. I think it's a- I've seen it. Oh, I've wow. seen it advertised on Netflix. Every time I open up Netflix, it's right there. And I'm like, you know what? I should watch that one day. Have you, you watched it? We did watch that. So that was our most recent Christmas movie watch. And so basically it's Neil Patrick Harris telling the story to his daughter of what it was like in the 1980s to try to get your hands on a Nintendo entertainment system. Oh, wow. (laughs) So is is it a great movie? No. Is it relatable? Yeah. And for what it's worth, Eric, and then even to, to, I mean, it takes place in Batavia, Illinois. Oh my God. Where the, the writer is from. Um, so shout out, and I think it's based on a book that he wrote about the same like memoir style of him just being like Nintendo. This was it. Wow. Like you needed, you didn't have a Nintendo. It wasn't a, it wasn't a console. It was an entertainment system. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that's like that's the, that's the like the one two punch of the movie, and it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of cute. It's. It's a Christmas Feel movie. Good movie. Yeah. So if you've not seen it, it's worth it. Are you going to like walk out of watching it fully torqued and be like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> but you'll. it's better than Polar Express. Yeah. Oh man, Polar Express. That's a good one. I like that one. But we'll have to see. We'll have to compare and contrast <laughs> and take notes. Uh, Jeff, what are you watching over there? I finally got caught up with Hawkeye. So. Yeah. I'm there. I'm liking it. It's fun. It's, um, you know, I don't know why you're, you're not liking it. It's way better than Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure anything's going to be better than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I mean, um, you know, it's just, it's fun. It, it's not taking it seriously. There's a lot of humor in it. The whole LARPing thing was fucking hysterical. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know... You're not sure where you were, because you almost had me like, ah, I was going to put it off even longer, but I was like, ah, I should probably watch it. Spider-Man's coming out. There might be little Easter eggs here and there, and then I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So I don't uh, I don't really see what you're not liking too much on it. But yeah. uh, so I've been watching, you know, watching that. There's only three episodes, and then outside of that, I'm getting ready for uh final fantasy n walker which comes out next well it comes out in two days and um that's huge story driven game and i haven't played the last expansion because it's going to take like 60 hours so i'm instead bought my character a boost a level boost so i can get into the new expansion and i'm watching all 20 hours of the cutscenes. oh my god uh in between so it's still like i played it just um i'm just sitting on my bed just watching the because it's all voice acted and it's it's basically just watching an anime yeah uh and uh the story is great and yeah so that's kind of been taking up a lot of my watching time 
Yeah, I did that with uh, Injustice Gods Among Us. I think it was Injustice 2, where it's just like the cutscenes were so cool and all the characters interacting. Yeah. I think it was like a, if, even like a three and a half hour video or four hour video. It was something ridiculous where I just watched it in patches. And then I finally played the game two years later. And sure enough, it was a good one. But um, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, all right, I got to go back to the Hawkeye really quick because I don't know what it is. I, I feel like. It's just it's just so bland, and I feel like, I don't know, Kate Bishop is just kind of like out of nowhere, all of a sudden she's like in this thing, and I guess I'll see where it goes again. Like, it just it wasn't a strong start for me. Like, at least even Captain Falcon, the Winter Soldier, it had characters that I'll say, me personally, I enjoy more than Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, you know, at least watching. Yeah, the, the show did overall suck. But, I, I mean, I like Bucky and Sam Wilson, and it was cool that they kind of introduced some new stuff. Did, this, did the story hit the marks? No. Was it, it's probably still bottom of the barrel, but right now, for me, it's a tie between Hawkeye and Captain Falcon, because I, I don't know where they're going with it. I'm sure these last three episodes are going to be maybe a little bit more exciting and have some twists and turns, Jeff, like you said, like maybe something relates to Spider-Man, but I don't know. It's The acting's kind of meh. The, the action scenes are okay. Um, the characters and the villains so far are okay. It's just like, I don't know how they're going to wrap it all up in three more episodes. Like they're introducing more characters. The mom is kind of weird. The dad, the stepdad or fiance is kind of like, who is this guy? You know, like they, they introduced so much in three episodes and now there's only three left. And it's like, okay, cool. Thanks. And for some reason, Jeremy Renner or, you know, Hawkeye is just like completely ditching his family for, for Christmas over all this. So. Dude, just pick up the phone and call one of your Avengers buddies that's stronger than you, you know? Jeez. That's what I'm going for. But anyways, but... I'm Laying down the law. I had to lay down the law there, but I gotta I gotta save everybody from this show, and this is, again, just personal taste, but um, Jess and I, we watched Midnight Mass on Netflix. We heard about it. It was kind of, you know, the, the guy that was writing also, like, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor or The uh, Haunt, Haunting of Hill House. Um and some of the same actors and actresses are in this show, Midnight Mass. Uh, it's seven episodes, and it's very, like, mysterious. They're on an island. Stuff is happening. Who are these people? Um, it just it fell flat on its face for me. Like, it was just very... It's a very, very religious show, and I just don't... It, it, none of that stuff bothers me. Like, I don't care what type of show it is most of the time, but it's, like, very religion-driven and very, like... I felt like a lot of the actors were overacting most of the time and like the overall story didn't really seem, you know, it just kind of like lost its mysteriousness and, and excitement after like episode three or four. So I don't know the, I I've, I'm trying to push people away from watching it uh, as best I can, but I just, I don't know. You guys out there might want to see it for yourself. Just to see what I'm talking about. But it's just, I don't know. It's just a show that I, I heard a lot of hype about and it was on like the top 10 list for a while. And so I just, you know, Watched it. We did not enjoy it. We had to fight through the last three episodes in like multiple sittings because it was so boring. And um, yeah, then I watched, went to watch uh, like Army of Thieves, uh, and that was actually exciting. So recommend definitely watching that. And then Hawkeye, meh. <laughs> Can't convince me. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. That just a big old meh. I'm a big. That was like a ref rant of my own right there. I just went yeah, off. God, I just had a little ref rant. But I, I don't know this. You know, I know Justin. How far are you into Hawkeye so far? Just one episode. Yeah, I'm excited to catch up and watch the rest and see yeah. where it goes. Again, 
I don't think that 10, 20, 30, 40 were in the old folks' home when we're 90. Are we going to be like, oh, the Hawkeye first? No, I don't think we're going to give a damn about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we won't we won't talk any more spoilers or anything like that till you catch up. Um, because, like, next episode, I'm sure we'll have a little bit more to talk about because more episodes are coming out. We got Spider-Man coming out soon, so... We'll we'll have a we'll have a gay old time, you know, like the Christmas Oops. song. Uh, so yeah, so let's move into our segment of the day. I want to talk about a retro game here. Let's get it going. Let's go. All right, this this game is such an obscure game. I doubt you guys have played it. I'd be very shocked if you had. Um, I bought this for my cousin Dan uh, all the way back. On Christmas time in 2000, and I'm talking about the Grinch for the Dreamcast. Not just like PlayStation or anything else. He had the Dreamcast, which I thought was really cool at the time. Um, <laughs> this this fucking game, if, if I have to tell you one thing, is that this game since 2000, every once in a while when I'm over at Dan's house, we'll pop it in, we will start playing it from where we left off, and after 21 years... We still have not beat this game. We probably put in easily 50 hours into it. It's a kid's game. It's rated E for everybody. And I have never played... I, I don't I don't even know if I played a more challenging kid's game ever in my life. You know, even if you look at, like, maybe Mario Brothers, the original, that was a tough game. Like, if you lost and you're at, you know, World 5 and you lose, like, you start all the way over. You're done. There's no saves, no nothing. At least in this game, you have, like, saves. You, you can... You get... Uh, power-ups and abilities and things like that, but it's one of those games where you're basically the Grinch. It was kind of based off the movie that came out around that time, um, and it's, you're just terrorizing the town. You're getting all these little power-ups and doodads, and you're trying to like destroy gifts and take down trees, and it's like a game where you go into certain worlds and get certain abilities, and then you have to go all the way back to the first world to like use that ability to like hop up to the top of the mountain to like unlock something else. And so again, after like 21 years, 50 hours into it, we're still not done, and it is a pain in the ass. So I urge you, recommend you go check it out, go watch some YouTube videos on it. I'd be surprised how quick the gameplay is. But I gotta ask you guys, have you ever even heard of this game? Am I just pulling this out my ass, and you guys never knew it existed? I'm just watching a bizarre video on it right now, and he's just burping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get burp in people's faces, and it's just looks yeah. like a spiral ripoff. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's like the same like team. They just kind of like changed the artistic style, but it did not get great scores. I'm looking at Wikipedia. It was like 67, 50, 49, 55, and like it didn't really get... Uh, a, a well-received review and the plot is so boring it's like in whoville he's looking through his telescope and he wants the presents and he needs the gadgets yeah he burps in people's faces he has this little copter he flies around with and like you can't beat the game until you like complete all the missions 100 percent. justin was this your favorite game growing up no but it, i did not on my radar at all <laughs> Just cannot picture like a single frame for it but it does, I think, pose an interesting side quest that yeah. I want us to, to, to dive down really quickly. So this is a game, Eric, that you've been playing for 21 years and you have not defeated. Correct. You have not beat this game. Jeff, 
what's a game from your childhood that you can recall that you never beat? You just could not beat, no matter how hard you tried and you played it maybe in college and you got it on emulator and maybe you tried. Is there any games that are equivalent to the Grinch for you? Battletoads. That's a great answer. Yes. Would always play the first two levels and then come the surf level and it just fucked you up. And even if they, you have, you think the game's easier with a, with a teammate? Nope, because you can hit each other by accident. <laughs> you could punch each other off the screen by accident. It's almost worse having someone else. The whole game is just, it's awful. Gosh. I mean, it's considered one of the, what, like one of the hardest games ever made. Yeah. And uh, it's not, it's because it's just, there's no saves. There's just, it's just chaos. I remember two. One of them is similar to Battletoads, which is the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, where I think it was on Nintendo or maybe even Super Nintendo. Okay, arcade game or platform game? Well, it was it was one and the same, right? So the arcade no, game. No, the arcade game was very different than the Nintendo game. Are you sure? Like the beach, yep. where you're walking out on the beach, um, and you fight the guys, then you go up to the Flying City, right? Didn't New York yeah, like, take off in the sky? You're talking about the... I think that was the Nintendo game then. No, the Nintendo game was the over-the-head, where you're going through, and then like the foot soldiers are chasing you in like a car, and then you get into a building... And oh yeah 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 you're right you're and then right. The, the underwater level where it's just surrounded by like electricity and you uh, have to try to swim water level ever that was yeah. one of those games whichever game that was that game fucked me up I could never beat it Even, turtles yeah Ninja Turtles and the second one was Soul Reaver two I don't know why it's like got this imprint in my brain a PlayStation two game very fun game cool concept cool characters but. That was a game like when it got to a certain point where like I just could not beat it. It was just too difficult, and I got my what? ass whooped. And then I think it was because also Man, I, I didn't the hell out of that game. And then I played Legacy of Kane. I beat all yeah. of those games. No, I never beat Soul Reaver two. And I think I, I gotta I gotta say this is probably the main reason because I only rented the game. I never actually bought it. Uh, <laughs> so I tried to beat it in a week, and then I had to give it back. But I got my ass kicked, and I put it down. I just took it back to Blockbuster and shoved it in the stupid return bin. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, ref ran all day. Justin, what about you? Uh, so I've got, I'm going to say three games come to mind. One is kind of, and I, I tried playing this in college and could still couldn't beat it, still died at the same level I did when I was a kid, but it's the Judge Dredd video game for Sega. Ooh. The flying level is insane. You get through like seven levels and then all of a sudden you're flying and it's just like, no. So, <laughs> um, a boy and his blob. Do you guys remember that game? Ooh, why do I feel like I do? So basically you're a boy and you've got a pocket full of jelly beans and you have a blob. And every jelly bean that you give to the blob gives him a different power. So you give him a cinnamon jelly bean, he becomes a ladder. And then you can climb up to the next part. But there's no description or explanation. You just start the game. 
and you're just like, <laughs> what the hell do I do? Well, Here's a vanilla. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's a vanilla jelly bean. Oh, you turn into a manhole. Okay, so now I'm underground. <laughs> you just you just don't are know you, what the hell's are going you on. Sure, this wasn't a dream. This game, I. This game exists. Oh, it's real. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's real. It is a real game. It's oh my god! Very difficult. I've never beat it. Um, and then the third game that I would mention, um, I maybe this might not be on your like total radar, but maybe it'll like bring back some like scant memories. But PlayStation's Bushido Blade. Do you guys remember that game? No, I do not. So basically, Bushido Blade was like like a boy in his blob. You just are plopped into a world. You've got your again. there it is. Um, you got a sword, and you just run around Japan and fight people. But you have to adhere to the Bushido code, meaning you can only fight somebody face to face. You can't injure somebody. Like it has to be a clean kill. So you're fighting somebody, and they turn their back, and you slice them. Game over. Oh my god! And then, and then, to make things all the worse, you get to like the final boss, and he has a gun. <laughs> so you're running at this guy on this helicopter pad, and he just goes and shoots you, and you're dead. It's like, what the hell? I I can't win this game. It's Bushido Blade, look it up. It's you know I love what, it. You know what it. game that reminds me of Jeff. I know I came over a lot and played this one, and I felt like this was a it was designed this way, but it was a never ending battle. Dynasty Warriors or that whole franchise, Dynasty Warriors like two, where you just fight waves okay. and waves and waves of bad guys, and eventually like you get killed, but like you could sit there for like forty five minutes still playing and still killing, and like that was the whole purpose of the game was. You just try to survive as long as you can and get the most points that you can. It was crazy. Well, no, you didn't try to survive. I mean, there was goals. You had to, like, take parts of the castle and then eventually find the uh, the main general of that battle and kill him, and then it would be over. I mean, they still make warrior-type <laughs> games. I mean, they make Zelda ones now. Yeah. They made 5-1. They made... Um, uh, they made Dynasty... They made Gundam, which I played... Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 so fucking much. And I'm a huge Gundam fan, so um, it was just fun to do the same thing as Dynasty Warriors, just your Gundams. Yeah, that reminds me of... Uh, this could have been a good retro game to do another time, but like, what was it called? Fucking State of Emergency? You guys remember that? I think it was for PS2. <laughs> I think it was a yeah. rock, rock star game where you just everybody's running around, you go and you try to take down these like little groups of gangs... It was kind of a similar situation where you just literally run around and try to defeat everybody, and you just—it's timed, and you ha just you just butt mash the whole fucking time and try to survive. And it was just like, man, one of those games were fun. It's just—I don't know. After after a while, though, like I'm the type that for those button mashers, hack and slash, like I kind of get a little bit bored of them, and like I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of like the. Um, you know, like the the newer Mortal Kombat Injustice, you know, like the button mashing just to like kill somebody left to right. Um, but I don't know. I get I get kind of sick of those games. Do you guys still enjoy them all these years later? Crickets. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I still, like, I feel like maybe my hands are out of shape or some shit. Because when I picked up Injustice off of uh, Game Pass, I feel like the next day my fingers just hurt like I was 90 years old. And I just felt so out of shape. I don't know. It's just me. Your hands hurt. Just my hands, my fingers hurt. You know? But that's that's what it takes. And and on the same sentiment about gaming, boys, I want to get into our last main quest of the day, which is... You have a resume of gaming throughout your entire life, and I want to know, you know, what is your greatest gaming achievement ever? If, if you get to the pearly gates here and they say, you know, why should we let you in? You're going to use this one go-to gaming achievement, and the gaming gods are going to let you in. So, Justin, I want to know, what do you think is your greatest gaming achievement of all time? We've talked about it on the podcast before. You don't remember, uh-uh. but <laughs> um, Blockbuster used to do tournaments for video games, and the prize would be you would get a year free of video game rentals if you won, and it was an NBA Jam tournament, and my boy Reggie Miller and Detlef Shrimp and I from the Indiana Pacers just brought the house down and won the hell out of that tournament. <laughs> God, you got a year of free rentals? I don't remember that part if you told me that. I got a, I got a plaque and a year of free rentals. Oh my god. That is that is a nice little achievement right there. What if you had a second place, what would your second place trophy be? Uh that's a good question. Uh probably maybe a perfection in Halo. Oh, okay. Laying down 25 kills with no deaths, no big deal, just pow, pow, pow. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Jeff, what about you? What's your greatest gaming achievement across your entire gaming career? Yeah, I think the first time I beat uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time, it was like the first game that I played without my older brother, uh, Brandon, because that's how it always was, like... We play games and then he'd always like beat it or help you beat it. And Zelda was the first game that I played by myself through and through all the way to the end, did all the dungeons, everything all by myself. It was like a huge achievement. It's the, what got me into like RPGs and stuff. Yeah. All right. I like that one. Mine is going to have to also go Halo based, Justin. Um, I was super proud of myself in Halo 3 when I went and I got all the Hayabusa gear and Katana Sword, like getting all the skulls, getting all the, uh, there was like 13 skulls for the helmet, there was 9 for the shoulders, there was 5 for the chest, and it was just like, God, it was just one of those where you have to like beat the game on the hardest setting, you have to beat it without dying, like all these different skulls like were so hard to get. And I, I can't even tell you how many hours I put into it, but then I finally got to a point where I'm like, oh, I got it all. And I got up to like <laughs> level 50 in 1v1s or just like free-for-alls. Oh my God, it was so good. And that, I, I don't think a moment has topped that in all of my gaming achievements and career. It was just like, I, I put so many hours into Halo 3. Like that was, that was probably the game of my lifetime uh, so far. Uh, not Rocket League, Jeff. You'd be surprised, right? Um, I'm just, I got to grand champ a couple times, no big deal anyways. Um, 
but uh, that that still doesn't even compare to getting all that that gear from uh, Halo Three. That was a good good moment in the life. Can't beat it. Can't top it. Can't top that. Oh just my. a boom, boom, boom. Just a you boom, boom, boom. Halo I'm, boy. Yeah. Well, that would be fun. Like I think to bring it full circle, if we could get some, you know, those AR achievements in life, just like brushing your teeth and go and hang out with friends or something, and be cool to do like a dungeon raid in Justin's house over, you know, over the party, get some gear, get some loot, and then we can maybe like turn it all in for a five dollar coupon at Pizza Hut. That would be exciting. I'm I'm in. I'm in. You're in. We're all in. Well, boys, that's all I have for today. It was but a very fun episode, but I want to give a quick shout out. We did kind of talk about him a little bit. We had a we had a fun little party this past weekend with uh, Mr. Feline Machine, the angry gym teacher. So I just wanted to shout him out. Everybody go check him out. We'll definitely have to get him on the show here sometime soon. Very funny guy. Very very funny stand-up comedian. So I want to shout out the angry gym teacher, Mr. Feline Machine himself. Thanks again for having us over and having a good time. Um, and with that, everybody, go check out our YouTube. Go give us a follow, a like, a subscribe. Check out our social media at SideQuestPod. Give us some ratings on iTunes. All that fun stuff will help us grow and keep this bad boy going. So we hope you're enjoying your December so far. And with that, gentlemen, how shall we end this very fun episode? Well, I don't know how you're going to top last week's. Well, <laughs> I mean, Herman Muster got decapitated. I don't think you can top that. Um, something with the blob, Justin. Since I know very little about this game, was there any fun, exciting noises that the boy and his blob made just scooting along a sidewalk? Okay, I got this. I got this. Guys, guys, sit down. Okay. Here is the soundtrack to a boy and his blob. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Done. It's always farts. It's always oh, 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 oh. It's all that it, makes them fart. So, well, always farts. So good. <laughs>